Parshas Chayesara is known as the Parsha of Shaduchim. Many halachas and much of what we know today about Shaduchim are inferred from this week's Parsha. And perhaps we can even learn a fundamental marriage lesson from the beginning of the Parsha as well. The Parsha begins with the first real estate transaction recorded in the Torah, with Avram buying a burial plot from Ephraim for his wife Sarah. It was named Ma'aris HaMachpelah, literally the cave that was doubled. Why was it called Ma'aris HaMachpelah? So Rashi gives two reasons. Ba'is v'ali al-gabav, a house on the upper floor, and another reason, shikafula bezugos. Multiple peers, multiple couples were destined to be buried there. If you think about it, these two reasons couldn't be more opposite. One is so majestic, so powerful, so awe-inspiring. The future burial plot of our Ovois, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Leah. The other is so plain, so boring, a house and an attic, so mundane. But perhaps there's a connection between the two reasons. There's a beautiful idea from the Kedusha Tzian regarding marriage. The Gemara says in Masechtis Kedushin that there are three ways that a man can be Mekadosh a woman. One of the ways is with Kesef, money. How do we know that we can acquire a woman with money? Says the Gemara, we derive it from this episode that Avram had with Ephraim. Ask the Kedusha Tzian, why learn something so sacred like Kedushin from such a strange place? Does it make sense that money which was spent with such an ignoble person like Ephron should be the source for marriage, something so revered and holy? So he says something amazing. By the sale of the Ma'aris HaMachpelah, both Avram and Ephron thought that they got the better end of the deal. Ephron was thinking, this is a plain, unremarkable piece of land somewhere out in Nowheresville. Everyone knows that it's not worth much. And I got... Arba Meya Shekel Kesef. I got 400 silver coins for it, a king's ransom. Avram, on the other hand, he had tremendous vision. He looked into the future and he saw this piece of land as the future kever of our great Avois and Imois. The place where for thousands of years until the arrival of Mashiach will be the place where Yidin from all over the world will come visit and daven and pour out their hearts in tefillah. Avram was thinking to himself, this is one of the most valuable pieces of real estate in the world. And all you're asking for it is 400 shekel. If he demanded 4,000 shekel, it still would have been a bargain. So going away from the negotiating table, everyone thought that they got the better end of the deal. They got the better bargain. Says the Bava Rebbe, that's how a shidduch should be viewed. When you complete a shidduch, both sides, the boy side and the girl side, should be so satisfied and excited about the shidduch that they should both perceive that they got the better end of the deal. And that's why we infer Kedushin from Sadei Ephraim. And with this idea, we can now perhaps understand the connection between the two seemingly unrelated reasons that Rashi offers as to why it was called Ba'aras HaMachpelah. Rashi is teaching us the profound dichotomy between Avram and Ephraim. Here we have two people, both looking at the same plot of land, and they have totally different perspectives. Ephraim sees Baiz Valia, a plain structure with a floor on top of it, an unremarkable mundane piece of land. Avram sees Shukafula Bazugos, a Makim Kaddish, a place where the Avais will be interred, a sacred place for many generations to come. 
Likewise, a couple that gets married, they can look at their marriage and see Bais Valia, a plain mundane house, a materialistic piece of land to live together with my spouse. Or they can view their future home and have the same vision as Avram Avinu had, Shikafula Bazugas. I am privileged to carry on the legacy of Avram Avinu, building another home in Klai Yisrael, adding another link in that golden chain, creating another Bais Neman Yisrael, by emulating Avram Avinu's values and ideals. That's why when it comes to marriage, we specifically invoke the story of Avram and Ephron, because we want to impress this message on the young couple and tell them, you're starting your life now. You have a choice. A life like Ephron or an extraordinary life like Avram Avinu. Choose wisely. We are privileged to be part of the Amanifchar, the chosen nation. Counted among the Bnei Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We are Rachmanim, Bnei Rachmanim. We sacrifice our lives for the sake of our children. The Bnei Ishmael use their children as human shields to protect themselves. We build homes. Ba'is Neman Israel. They destroy homes. Golda Meir, the former Prime Minister, once said, We can forgive the Arabs for killing our children, but we cannot forgive them for forcing us to kill their children. I'm not so sure I agree with the first half of her statement. But for our children to have to pick up rifles and use weapons on others is not in line with our values. This is not part of our DNA. Out of necessity, we are now thrust into a situation where our children must take up arms to defend our country. The fact that we are forced to resort to these tactics only adds to the tragedy. May Hashem keep all of our children safe. And quickly send us our Yeshua. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.